0: Hey, everybody, this is Todd Lesher, and I'm sitting here in my living room. So we usually release new content every other week on the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. But considering what's been going on in our world and specifically in our nation and in our counties and towns that we live in, with us being affected by the coronavirus and having to stay home and canceling services and everything like that, we thought we would re-release one of our episodes from a couple years ago, we had some licensed professional counselors from Access Counseling, Rob and anne Lewinsky, join us to talk about parenting kids through times of stress. And though we weren't facing a global virus, we were facing stress, and a lot of what they said applies to this situation that we're going through now. So tune in, listen in, and we hope and pray that it helps you parent during this time.
1: You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parent Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus a priority in their families. Thanks for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It is so good to be with you. Today's topic is stress. We're talking about parenting kids through stress, parenting kids and students through stress. Hopefully, not creating stress, but parenting through stress. And I'm with some friends of mine. Uh, we have Rob and Amory Lewinsky, who are part of our church. Some of the uh, one of the families who attend uh, one of our campuses, who are going to be talking about that very topic. It's an area of expertise uh, from some of the work that they do. Here in the Charlotte Metro area. So Rob and Anne-Marie, thank you for joining us. Thanks Hi, for having us, Todd. Good to have you here. Thank you. Well, let's start by just sharing with our audience a little bit about yourselves. Tell us about your family, about the your counseling group that you're a part of as well, and however much you want to share.
2: Well, um, Rob and I are both licensed professional counselors in Charlotte and we have our Access Counseling Group. Um, we, have been a part of Forest Hill for a number of years now, I think right about seven and we are at the Fort Mill campus. We have two daughters, 17 and 15. So we're right in the thick of yep. stress and adolescence.
0: <laughs> yeah. Would you add anything to that, Rob?
1: No, I think she covered it pretty well.
0: Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we're going to tag team this one as you come in as husband and wife, mom and dad and counselors. And so we're going to talk about a very relevant topic. So let's start right off. So what causes stress in kids and adolescents?
2: Well, I think we've seen stress being caused from a number of different places. Um, I think there's two different kinds of stress. There's internal stress and there's external stress. Um, I think primarily the Um, external stress comes from multiple areas. Um, Mm -hmm. for our adolescents and our kids, mostly, I think we see a lot of it coming from school. Um, I think our kids are performing at a place where we just haven't seen before. I know when I was in school, um, I don't remember ever doing homework as late as I'm seeing my kids do homework. Mm -hmm. I remember being able to do homework and get out and play. Um, so it's, um, it's big. Um, The pressures to create GPAs and Mm -hmm. placement in their class, um, getting to the right college, all of those things are extremely stressful. Um, You add to that the activities that our kids have, things like um, their sports, their clubs, um, their responsibilities at church, responsibilities at home, um, all kinds of things like that. And then I think that uh, it goes even farther than that.
1: One additional factor that I would place in there is technology Hmm. and the role of social media and how that plays uh, in entering into our children's lives. They're constantly being called by the technology. They're constantly seeking after that technology and then what others are writing about them in yeah. in social media creates an angst on the inside of them to manage that.
0: Mm.
2: And going even farther into that is some of the things the kids are seeing on TV. Yeah. We've just come out of an election period where the kids were seeing constant displays of yeah. aggression in yeah. political ads. Um, they internalize that. They feel that. They feel the tension in the home around the state of our country. Um, So I think it's that. I think that you can even add into it, kids are very sensitive to their parents' relationship, Mm. how they are getting along, the stress that their parents are bringing into the home from their own work, their own issues. Um, If parents are divorced or separated, that adds a measure of stress. If there's any kind of conflict Within the family, it adds stress to kids. They feel it, every bit of it.
0: How can pa- parents understand uh, kind of the, the connection of the external and the internal? Because it sounds like there is so much, it's a storm going on around them. What's happening at school, what's happening at home, what's happening online, what's happening on the TV, and then it's being interpreted or how how they understand it that it creates some internal internal stress for them. So you have both of those. So how, how can parents understand that um, in, in, their, in their child's life?
1: As those external stressors get internalized by our children, it can turn into what we call automatic negative thoughts mm. or ANTS for okay. short. Yeah. And those ANTS are uh, thought patterns that get established in the neural pathways of the brain mm. that can become reinforced over the usage of those pathways and then become automatic over time. Mm. So it's writing negative thoughts into who they are unless we do what God told us to do in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, mm-hmm. is taking every thought captive to the yeah. obedience of Christ in order to destroy those fortresses in our minds. Mm. So the battle of the internal stress has to be fought in a spiritual way, but it is also done in an emotional and a physical way.
0: Yeah. Well, I know we'll get to talking about some of the things that that parents can do, but in many ways, the examples that we gave, some of these things we can't control. Absolutely. So how can parents take note of stress going on, maybe and how it manifests itself or what some of the symptoms that you, that parents can look out for in their child's life to go, ah, they might be dealing with some, some stress from these internal and external forces upon them.
1: Well, maybe I can answer that question in telling a story about yeah, an please. experience that I just had with my nephew this past weekend. He was given an assignment to do a book report and his book was lost. He did not know where the book was. He was seeking help from his mom and dad, from me, from his sister, to try and find the book. And he wasn't getting the response that he needed. So he was yelling, screaming, Mm -hmm. pouting, Mm -hmm. isolating himself, withdrawing into his phone, coming back out of his room and yelling and screaming some more, asking for help in very aggressive ways. Mm But when I stopped him and slowed him down and had him tell me what the issue was, recognizing that he needed some help to be able to slow his thinking down because he was acting out of his anxiety, in order to be able to see the book, which was sitting right in front of him, I had to get him to breathe for a couple of seconds, Mm. slow himself down. And then he's his, his it's like the book appeared right in front of him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it always does. It's always been there, you know. It
1: just, stress makes
0: things disappear it around does. us. Yeah. yeah, it kind of blinds us. And so when I when I think about my stage of life as a parent, I have younger kids, eight and under, mm-hmm. and I I know that. Uh, or I'm, I'm pretty sure my eight-year-old and my five-year-old are entering into this kind of stress zones there, kind of early stages of that. But my wife and I always say, when my younger kids have breakdowns, it's because they're tired or hungry. It's typically mm-hmm. it, or if you have a newborn, or their diaper is dirty, right, you know? Right. But for an older child or an adolescent, it's not always that. They might be sleepy, or they just might be stressed out mm-hmm. in those ways. And these are kind of the external expressions of that. In those ways.
2: So, the other kinds of symptoms that your kid might be having some Mm -hmm. stress could be anything from behavioral changes, Mm -hmm. um, acting out uh, everything, including uh, just that avoiding interaction. Maybe they're isolating themselves, maybe they're locking themselves up in their room, maybe they're turning to their technology more sleep changes. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are waking frequently at night or they're looking very kind of raggedy or tired in mm-hmm. the mornings, um, if they're having trouble falling asleep, um, sometimes it can be changes in their eating. Are they eating not enough? or eat, Are they starting to turn to sugar or mm-hmm. caffeine? Um, those,
1: Carbohydrates. Yes,
2: yeah. um, in order to kind of create some comfort for themselves. Um, sometimes it's mood swings. Uh, you know, this... Panic that gets set on very quickly, and you see that meltdown happening. Um, A real emotionality that is um, intense and almost uh, chaotic. Yeah, chaotic and frantic. Yeah. Um, Easily that can happen in those stressful moments because they don't have the skills to be able to handle the stress that they feel, Mm -hmm. much less the words to be able to tell you that they're feeling that kind of stress.
0: And I imagine that, that parents are the ones who feel the intensity or the chaos of that the most. Whereas friends may become an outlet of stress, like this is driving me crazy, or I can't stand that teacher, or my parents are the worst, whatever that is, an outlet of stress. So, it, what are some of the ways in which uh, stress is affecting the home? You know, maybe it could be academically or. Uh, in, relationally, with the family, what, what are some of those that you see?
2: Well, I think relationally, I mean, we see it often mm-hmm. that the stress does create this gap between us and our kids. Mm-hmm. That they feel, first of all, it pulls them away. Mm-hmm. Um, just their schoolwork alone, yeah. we were lucky to get dinner together some nights. Mm. Um, so I, I know I, I feel that. that I miss that time with my kids. So just not being able to have that opportunity to relationship with them Hmm. can really make you recognize that there is some stress there.
0: Yeah. How is it affecting them academically?
1: Academically, it shuts off their ability to be able to process through problem solving. Mm -hmm. That the part of the brain that is logical and focused and concentrates on achieving problem solving is actually shut down in the process of raising up the activity in the brain through stress, Mm. through anxiety. And so our job as parents, our job as counselors is to help people to learn how to balance the activity in their brain. So they might have to take a step back and breathe for a couple of minutes Mm -hmm. to be able to bring that balance back. Yeah. But academically, test anxiety, um, performance anxiety in the classroom or at school is a big problem. Is it also
0: affecting them interpersonally with their peers? When you make that that comment about their brain, and I've heard it described as as, uh, we all have an upstairs brain and a downstairs brain, Mm -hmm. and that... That adolescents will recede to the downstairs brain in kind of this threatened, they, they feel threatened in this fight or flight. And then they'll kind of retreat when stress dominates. And so instead of being able to think clearly, they're, they're moved in that, in that sort of response space. How, how do you unpack that or explain that to parents?
1: Yeah, that downstairs brain is reactive. Mm-hmm. The upstairs brain is responsive. Mm. The big difference between the two there's also like this drawbridge that connects the two of them. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is to teach our children how to make balanced decisions that we want the downstairs brain that is encompassing of our emotions and our upstairs brain, which is encompassing of our executive function Mm to make a decision. Yeah. I don't want just the executive or just the emotional to make a decision. Right. So being able to uh, do pros and cons with them in times that they're stressed draws them out of just the emotion. But when they're just thinking with their logic, then you want them to ask them questions about, okay, so where do you feel this decision? In your body, where do you carry it? Mm, yeah. Now, what does it feel like for you to be here in this stressful place?
0: So in some ways, parents help bridge the brain a little bit. And Kind of explain that. So some of what I've read and some of the conversations we've had is the child and adolescent brain is
1: underdeveloped or not fully developed until age, middle 20s? Age 25. And that's actually... Uh, the prefrontal cortex, which is the executive center of the brain. Mm -hmm. That's the part of the brain that's the cop to say, if I do this, then I get this consequence. Mm -hmm. I don't want this consequence, so I'm not going to do this. It doesn't develop fully in its function until age 25. Mm. So that's why we get even these kids that look like they're adults making very yeah, impulsive yeah. and foolish decisions sometimes.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. physicality doesn't always equal mentality of exactly. what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> they're not equal. Uh, they're not moving at the same rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that parents can do? You mentioned a few of the um, physical responses, mm-hmm. uh, kind of logical responses that parents can help their child through. Um I'm sure there's a, a ton out there, but just give us a handful of those and we can even balance those out with wh- what are some of the scriptures that parents can be mindful of or aware of that can help children through stress.
1: Well, i like to answer that question for myself and for my family and my mm-hmm. clients with this equation that God has shown us through scripture. He showed us, and a good example of it is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, mm-hmm. that He already acknowledges that we're going to be anxious, but that when we are anxious, that he wants us to bring our anxiety to him Mm. and that he will take that anxiety and replace that anxiety with another emotion, Mm. the peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. So the equation is that I feel something, I go to God with that emotion and he replaces it with something that is better for me. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, something else parents can do?
2: Well, I think um, we have a tendency to make sure that we see people as Um, multi-area. It's biological, it's emotional, and we are spiritual. And so we have to address solutions on all three levels. So when I think about the biological or the physiological, um, I think that, you know, it's really important to just notice that stress steals our sense of control. Mm. It puts us in this place of feeling like we are out of control. And so just to take a moment to help your kid to understand that they do have choices, put the control back in their arena. Um, I think it's really important for us to um, slow, help our children to slow down when they are stressed so that that brain can kind of catch up with activity and that they will, uh, we don't need to fix their problem, but we do need to guide them and help them, help them to see the possible answers. Um, being positive, helping the, the child, the individual to be aware of what they're feeling and what's going on with them. Um, The parent not to be reactive, Mm. but to be collaborative with the student. Um, Biologically, the other things that are really important are, first of all, diet. Our kids have a lot of access to caffeine and sugar. Mm. Um, Both of those things really are unhealthy for the brain to to be fully optimal in its function. And so... When you're stressed, caffeine makes stress worse. Mm. It jacks up your heartbeat. Your um, your whole system gets overactivated, and it does make it. You might you might feel more efficient, but it can rob you of the ability to deal with the stress. Mm. Um, getting a good night's sleep is absolutely imperative when you're stressed. You get more stressed if you're not getting a good night's sleep.
0: How many hours do you- kids need? How many hours do adolescents need on average?
2: Well, I would say younger kids need at least 10 hours of sleep. Um, As our kids get into that adolescent range, they can probably survive okay on eight to nine hours of sleep. But practically, a lot of them aren't even getting close to that because they're staying up so late doing homework.
1: Yeah. Adults need that eight to nine hours too. Yes. (laughs) Guilty. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that I think of when it comes to the conversations that I've had with students throughout the years, and even with parents, is that when something makes a child stressed and they present it to their parent in whatever expression or however it manifests itself, it tends to stress parents out. And when you have two stressed out entities in a home, now there's an explosion going on, it can be atomic. Absolutely, yes. So what would you say to parents about being mindful of not becoming stressed or letting a child's stress stress you out?
1: Well, stress is something that needs to be modeled on how to Mm. overcome it. So it's not about avoiding the stress or talking yourself out of the stress, but it's a recognition that I am stressed. And what is it that I need to do in order to be able to bring down the intensity of my own stress? Mm -hmm. I might have to remove myself from the room for a couple of minutes. I might have to take a step back and take a couple of deep breaths. I might have to call my spouse and ask them to take care of the situation. Um, So it's, it's a modeling of how to go about handling the stress so that you can enter back in and then teach how to handle mm. the stress. Yeah.
2: And it's okay, Todd, if as a parent, when a child brings you a stressful issue, that you say, okay, let's table that for right now. Let give me some time to think about it. Mm. And then maybe come back around to it if it's not something that's really time sensitive.
1: Yeah. What Amory and I will oftentimes do is when the girls will bring a stressful event to us, we'll ask them if we've heard them all the way through. Mm. We feel stressed about it. Then we ask them to go to their room Mm -hmm. and ask them to stay there until we come and get them. And meanwhile, Amory and I are downstairs processing through together what this means. Mm -hmm. Then we go and get, Whichever girl presented the stressful event to us, and then we'll talk to them about what our involvement and what our solutions are to that, and see how they f- they fit into that too. Yeah. But as Hallie and Hayden have gotten older, we have changed that model just a little bit, in that we will deal with the stress amory and i together and then we'll call them back down and ask them what their solutions for Mm. it are because we're trying to develop those neural pathways for problem solving in the brain so we have to be purposeful about not fixing the problem for them but that we're a part of the solution in that we are guiding the process instead of determining the process Mm.
0: and even to what you were saying a parent's brain is fully developed. Mm-hmm. You no, know? hopefully that's right. Yeah. I still wonder sometimes <laughs> if I, <laughs> but that they're able to see like that executive function. So in some ways, parents need to go upstairs for their kids in their brain. Absolutely, and kind of helping them process through that. I, I tell Hallie
1: that. and Hayden all the time. That I am your prefrontal cortex until yes, yes, you're 25 that's good. years that old. That is good.
0: <laughs> Parents, you are your child's prefrontal cortex. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's so good. And that, that some of those connections is um, what you were saying, uh, kind of the, when it comes to the scripture, that we let God into our stress. But we don't have to, God doesn't want us to be perfect individuals. That's what Jesus Christ's sacrifice was for. You know? But God wants us to invite him in it's kind of that dependence on him but then there's also this other part that parents need to enter in to their to their child's stress not to be stressed out themselves but to help them navigate through the stress with them in those ways that's really really good stress is an everyday part of life absolutely and we're going to face it we cannot avoid it even if we lived on the island by ourselves we would be stressed You know, it would find its way there, you know, no matter how tropical or uh, exotic it is. But when when would you recommend or when do our kids need to get professional help if stress becomes too great in their lives?
1: When you see that they're being consumed by their stress Mm. and parents feel ill-equipped to be able to walk through the stressful events with their children, that's when help is needed.
2: I think if you end up with some, if you feel ill-equipped, if you don't feel like when the stress happens that you can't separate yourself from Mm. it and be calm in dealing with it, then it might be a good thing to get somebody to step in and help you as well. Mm. Um, A good counselor can help not just the child, but the parents as well, and help bridge the gap in that relationship. Um, I think that just being able to pay attention to when some of the symptoms become maladaptive, when they become extremely unhealthy, Mm. when your child is not getting... But two to three hours of sleep at night because they're so consumed with stress and worry.
1: or that they're sleeping eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. eleven, twelve hours. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, when it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, when their behaviors become maladaptive and they um, and if you see the grades are plummeting, if you see that they are maybe doing some things socially that mm-hmm. are out of the norm for them, Um, a lot of times stress can lead to the use of drugs or alcohol. Mm. So any time some of those things start creeping in, don't let it slide. Don't take time to see if it works itself out. It's better to be proactive and bring in some kind of intervention sooner than later because, you know, there's a downhill slide there that if you let it go too long, that it it has a capacity to get worse instead of better.
0: Yeah. The whole idea of parents pay attention yes. to what's going on so you can start the conversation early to that. And even what uh, you were mentioning about the scriptures that we have, and you, I know you use that as kind of the bedrock of your counseling uh, in many ways. So what are a few of those that you would give parents that they can encourage their children with when they face stress and let God into that?
1: Oh, well, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 mm-hmm. is uh, one that we use a lot. Um uh, second corinthians ten three through five is another that we mm-hmm. use a lot and talking about how the enemy uses our stinking thinking mm-hmm. for building fortresses in our minds and how we go about destroying those fortresses by taking our thoughts captive to mm-hmm. the obedience of christ um romans twelve two uh talking to them about that we live in this world and it looks this certain way, Mm -hmm. but it's all a deception, um, that what God calls us to is is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, Mm. by reading his word and memorizing his word and meditating upon his word, that what we're doing is we're changing the way our brain works by capturing the truth. Mm.
2: And then in Philippians 4, 8, it even tells us what we should be thinking about. Yeah. We should be thinking about things that are true, right, pure, lovely, and focusing on those things. So we can take, we can use that scripture to help redirect our thought processes.
0: And one of my favorites is the Matthew six thirty four. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Take care of what you need to today and even probably in some of the techniques that we can give for dealing with stress is helping our children plan ahead. Absolutely. So what do you need to work on? We love procrastinating, myself included, you know, save it to the last (laughs) minute, but to alleviate some of the stress is going, what do you have to have completed by next week Mm -hmm. that you can take care of today, incrementally dealing with it in some of those ways. So that's straight from the lips of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's brilliant. Well, as we wrap it up here, what's, a final piece of encouragement that you would share, and then I would love for y'all to tell us a little bit about Access Counseling Group.
1: Stress is a very real thing in our, in our world, um, we're surrounded with stresses that we cannot control and stresses that we can control. So the best thing to do is to focus on the stressors that we can control mm-hmm. and trust those that we cannot control back into our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very much, uh, you're going back and echoing the Matthew 6, um, 634 is that God wants us residing in the present moment with him. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a role for going back and reminiscing on the past and remembering the history that we have. There's also a role for going out and planning for the future. But we're not to dwell there. We are to dwell in the present because that's where the Lord meets us. Mm. And so um, we have the opportunity to step into stressors and not be consumed by them, but to walk through them. Mm. Well, tell us a little bit about Access Counseling
0: Group and if parents want to get connected or uh, find a place for their child to talk through some of these things with some trusted counselors.
1: Well, we are an integrative counseling center. Um, we do traditional talk therapy, uh, which means that we've been trained in seminary mm-hmm. uh, to be able to see um, psychopathologies, uh, just dysfunction and dysregulation and how we're behaving, how we're functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also moved into doing brain intervention Mm. types of therapies like um, EMDR, which is a mechanism, a tool for us to be able to help people to resolve disturbing events Mm. through facilitating eye movements. Mm -hmm. We have also uh, recently started doing a process called neurofeedback, which in layman terms for us is um, really brain training. Mm. So, Um, clients that have ADD or ADHD depression, anxiety that has been resistant to just doing talk therapy or that they've been um, only dedicated to doing uh, pharmacological interventions, taking medications Mm -hmm. and that that's not working anymore, that we can actually train the way that the brain is working Mm. through operant conditioning, teaching the brain how to have the right activity during the appropriate times. Yeah. So if that's something that uh, your audience feels like that's something that they would need, then they can go to our website and contact us through our website, which is www.accesscm.org. It's accesscm.org. That's
0: fantastic. Well, thank you for extending that information to us and for the work that you do in our community. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me say a prayer for our families. Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you for this conversation that we can have about a very real and relevant topic. We give you our stress. I think that's where it starts and allow you into it to lead us through it. And you have given parents the tremendous privilege and responsibility. And definitely a burden of helping kids navigate these things that can stress them out. So I pray peace for them, pray blessing uh, to, to face these with courage and wisdom. Pray that some of these tools and ideas and insights would give them uh, a little bit more for uh, helping their kids face stress that they deal with and, and come out the other side with peace and maturity through the process. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Parent on, parents. You got this.
1: Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting
0: Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing,
1: and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.